Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. It's time for the podcast who's in a sweatshirt, but I ain't sweating. Uh, I don't know why I said I ain't sweating, but I'm not. Uh, hopefully I won't be at all any time. You know, I'm here to put you to sleep. And while, you know, it's effortless exertion here and you support it, patrons. Thanks so much. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep, but we do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place uh, where you're welcome I see you and I welcome you in and I say come on in if you if you like you could, you could also stand on the uh, you could stand at a distance you could look in the window you could walk around the doorway or the thre- threshold you could peek in you could step in you could step out it's a safe place you know that you want to check out first probably kind of like pets I, I guess I, have I talked about that in the intro because I got a lot of questions about that I always do it's like what exactly are you checking out there before you uh, you know do your business uh, but maybe we'll get back to that because I'm going to try to create a safe, safe place uh, if we, obviously we say safe place you go ahead there's no, you know we've got that covered too uh, where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, physical sensations, uh, changes in time or temperature. So stuff on your mind, stuff you got to do, stuff you're uh, planning, your works. You see, some people here, you're working the second or third shift. I know the landscapers just got there. I hear you. So I'm here to keep you company and uh, whatever it is. If it's something else, uh, I'm here too. And just an early reminder, if you can't sleep, I'm here all the way to the end. Uh, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use a lulling, soothing, creaky, uh, lulling, soothing, creaky, creaky dulcet tones. How did I forget that one? I said it 800 times probably almost. Uh, po- pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. Believe me, I'm going to say, Scoots, did you really need that tangent? Is it super? I guess here's an honest to goodness question. You say, is it superfluous? In other cases, it would be superfluous. Uh, in the case of sleep with me, it's essential. Essentially superfluous. That would be another one of my Broadway hits. Uh, that was a duet with. Uh, I think I'd like to do that duet with Enrique Iglesias. I don't know why, but I just feel like that would be. You'd say essentially superfluous. We could dance. It could be a dance number. Maybe, I don't know if he taps, uh, if he does tap dance. And maybe Ricky Martin could come in. Uh, uh, it was so nice to see Ricky on on, on, the, the, on, on TV last year. I really enjoy, I really did enjoy it. Uh, being a great friend of the, of the show, uh, who produced that show, which I can't, can't imagine on this spot. Great, great show, though. Uh, about uh, Versace. So where was I? Get I, I was just in the middle of a superfluous tangent. Uh, essentially superfluous. Is that what I said? We again, we'd have to come up. That's why I, you know, uh, 
rely on the singers to come up with something. You say, Scooch, you can't do every song based on it's not unusual. But you can't. What do you mean I can't? I could say I'm essentially superfluous. What that means is, you know, I could do, you know, I can do it. It just says you, you're saying I should not do it. You're suggesting I, I don't. Okay, well, if you're new, what was it? Oh, I'm going to go off topic. There you go. I usually don't, don't worry, I won't sing. It just early in the show. Especially thinking about that. You say, this, I never thought about it before. I, I mean, or I, for, I thought about it and I forgot about it. Uh, that being super, I, I guess I'm, uh, it's, I guess I'm a bit flummoxed because you say, am I, can I be superfluous if it's essential to the show? I've got myself in a conundrum. Anyway, if you're new, though, this is the kind of silliness and nonsense you can expect with the show. So let me give you a, a couple. Let, let me ground, try to ground things. Get ground. I don't. I don't think that's possible. But let me try. I'm glad you're here. If you're new, give this show a few tries. Like there's a, I don't know, something like hundreds of thousands of regular listeners. Yeah, and they all say it took two or three tries before I got used to the podcast. So give it a few tries. The structure of the show, it starts off with business. That's how we keep the podcast free for everybody that wants to consume it. And I really appreciate all the hard work, everybody at PRX and, and uh, uh, Market Ingenuity and Night Vale do to help us keep the show free for everybody. It's really, really, and, and our patrons. Uh, but, but so if you're new, though, uh, oh, the business isn't important if you're new, just a regular listener. Uh, then uh, there's an intro. Now, we're a few minutes into this intro. The intros are around 12 to 14 to 11 to 13 to 14, 17 to 18 to 16 to 15 minutes or so. And it's a big part of the podcast because I believe you need a nice wind down as you get ready for bed. And paradoxically, some people fall asleep during the wind down of the podcast. So it's supposed to ease you into bedtime or something to listen to as you get ready for bed uh, or as you drift off. So it's also where I kind of try to explain the podcast to new listeners in a way that regular listeners appreciate because they never, I always get, there's always new tangents for me to go on. Even ones about being superfluous or. About the dog, I forgot what the first tangent was. Where I was thinking about why do the dog? Why does my dog? Uh, why are you getting so choosy? I mean, I understand. I don't understand. I know there's a book about it because they think Roman Mars, like a couple of years ago, interviewed uh, the author of the book. So I have to look that up. Uh, I mean, that's just about that about animal pet behavior. Maybe I could have imagined the whole thing. What was I taught? Oh, so new listener, excuse me. Went off on topic there, or tangent. So business, and then there's an intro. And for a lot of people, when they first listen, my voice, my tone throws them off. My something, you see, this is like humor, but it's not funny. But it's kind of like being funny. I say, yep, that's something that throws new people off. Uh, and then the other thing that can throw new people off is the intro. Because you say, aren't you going to get to the bedtime story? And it's a, eventually I will get there. So a lot of people might be asleep by the time I get there, but still puts them to sleep somehow. So some listeners that want to just skip to the story, they, they know, and now you do too, you just skip ahead to 18 to 20 minutes. 
And that's fine. doesn't bother me. I just build this show kind of in a way that I've learned over time. Uh, it can help the most people, or it can be re- repurposed. Just like I said, you say, skip ahead to 20 minutes, and I go, you know, I'll hit the story part. Uh, so that's the intro. Then tonight will be the recap of our latest series. So you look back, uh, maybe you look forward, I'm not sure. Our series, Big Farm in the Sky PI, season two, Phantom Minnow season, where I say, okay, this worked, or I learned this, or this is what went. Uh, so we'll do that. Uh, then there's some thank yous at the end of the show. There's some business between the intro and the show, just to keep it free for everybody. And so that's a structure of the show. A couple other things you might, you probably already figured this out because you're so like darn intelligent. Uh, you don't need to listen to me. You can kind of listen. You can barely listen. You can be just kind of humor me. You say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We talk about this every once in a while because I, I think it's really, it might even be a way to interact with the podcast. You say, uh-huh. Okay, Scoots, go back. Okay, what were you saying about uh, Enrique Iglesias is dreamy so I could dream, you know, man, uh-huh. Ricky, Ricky, Ricky Martin, dreamy, uh-huh. Uh, your dog going to find a spot to go? Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Well, the the walking around and sniffing around part, uh-huh. I could see that. Yeah, because dog, my dog just kind of like, I say, wow, you're really scouting out a spot to go. I, I've always been baffled by that. I forgot what it was, honestly, at the top of the show that I said, hmm. Yeah, but it, it is something that I always say, like, uh, I don't know. I guess it's something I'd like to learn more about, but it sounds like too much work. I say, well, I'd like to learn more about it, but I'm, instead I'll just be, like I said, I'll be baffled. I say, hmm, because she can do it. She goes, she's a healthy dog. She goes three times a day. And that's, that. okay, yeah, enough about that. So that's the structure of the show. You don't need to listen to me. There's also no pressure to fall asleep, which can be strange with the sleep podcast. And that is another thing that gets thrown to people off. It's like, you're supposed to put me to sleep right away. What are you talking about? And they say, well, that's kind of part of the method of this show. Where, where I thought there was going to be a bedtime story. Yeah, eventually there'll be a bedtime story. We'll get there. I mean, it's, it is different than you might have expected. And if you were skeptical, of course, uh, like, uh, who wouldn't be skeptical about a sleep podcast, right? Especially about a sleep podcast or working on a, like a musical about a, essentially superfluous. Or it could be like a fashion guide. That does kind of sound essentially superfluous. A guide to wearing nothing. Uh, something like that. Or wearing too much. I don't know which one it would be. A minimalist guide to clothing. Uh, the essentials. You just say, okay. What are, what, we'll see, I mean, you got to wear something, right? Because it's a part of the social compact. So keep your minimalism indoors, people. I'm going to show you with this book uh, a few ways to, to, to uh, like, uh, it's, it's co-written with Ricky Martin and Enrique Iglesias in song. But no, 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 we won't be minimalizing our clothing during the song. That's something totally different. Okay, I went off topic again there. So, oh, you don't need to listen to me. No pressure to fall asleep. I mean, the reason the show is over an hour or just over an hour is to give you plenty of time. Uh, 
No pressure to fall asleep. I'm here to keep you company. Because I know there's listeners out there who can't fall asleep. And it's important for me to be there, to be your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar cuz, your boar sib, your boar bestie. Or if you're new and you're, in this case, an applicant to bore you or to keep you company or to talk as you drift off into dreamland. So I think that's about it about the show is uh, I'm here to help. It doesn't work for everybody. Unfortunately, I, w- I honestly wish it did. It like it, that it puts you to sleep too. So but it does take a few tries. And I do really, really appreciate you checking the show out if you're new. So give it a few tries. See if it works. There's no pressure. Uh, and the rest of you that come back, uh, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, it's my honor uh, to try to help uh, so you can get the rest you deserve. Uh, I want you to be out there in the world rested uh, and say, okay, let me, let, me do, let, me, let me deal with this uh, slide rule. I didn't know what it did anyway, but now I'm resting. You know, metaphoric. This, in this case, I'll just be on the nose. It's a metaphoric. It's a, it's not a metaphorical slide rule. The slide rule is a metaphor. That's another book title, though. I mean, we just walked right into it. The metaphorical slide rule. A guide to making metaphors that really are only useful in making a sleep pot. My life story. The metaphorical slide rule. The time I slid down the metaphorical slide rule. Uh, I don't even know. That's too many things. My, even my brain's like, hmm, I'm not sure what to make of that. Uh, but I guess if we, what we would do if we were trying to make something of is, is change around the meaning of rule, because I think a slide rule is like a ruler with a slide on it. No, not that kind of slide. Now the kid, my kid brain just woke up. It was sleeping. I said, well, did somebody say something about a slide, like a super slide? I said, no. I mean, I did think about a super slide for a second. I'd love to go on one with you. Okay, well, I just woke up. With the, we, the, you're at the end of the intro anyway, so you did, you did a good job. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I was just going to say I work very hard. I yearn and I strive, and we really want to help you fall asleep. Thanks so much for coming by. And here's a couple of ways we keep our super slide a show going. All right, everybody, it's Scoots here. We're going to be doing a nice, easy recap of our second season of Big Farm in the Sky P.I., and these are kind of behind-the-scenes episodes, uh, particularly good to sleep to, from what I've heard, uh, where I talk about uh, kind of the concept around the show and making it and decisions I made and all of those things. Uh, and maybe a little bit of later on, maybe a teaser or kind of conceptually where we're at for the next uh, series coming up. And, uh, I don't know, so if you listen... Maybe it'll give you some insight into the podcast, maybe not, but it definitely have always found these to be good. And if anybody's really paying attention now for when questions come up, uh, if you see listeners asking questions online, you could point them, point them to this episode. You could usually share timestamps in your podcast app to say, oh, this is where Scoots answered that question. Because uh, that's always helpful. But uh, let's see. So there are two things I was thinking about starting out with. Uh, one was like Antonio Banderas, which maybe I'll get to in a few minutes. Because first I was like, man, it's been 12 episodes. So, so here's a couple of things off the top of my head. I have no idea when 
I started recording Big Farm in the Sky PI episodes. I'd assume it was like in uh, the last couple of months of 2018. Is that what you, 2019 now? And I know I lost some time because I know like the goal, uh, if you've listened to these episodes, is to have like a six-week lead time minimum between the recording of the episode and the release of the episode. And just because of life stuff and uh, d- different travels, uh, I think we've we definitely fell off that with the scripted episodes. Uh, but I think last year we were on that six-week thing. I think sometime in the, um, January, February, in March, we probably lost a week each one of those months. And then April, I, I took a week off of recording. So right now, I'm not sure what my lead time is. Uh, but I'm going to try to stay on schedule because sometimes I'll finish a series uh, and try to give myself, like, we've talked about this too, but it, like, uh, you, maybe you're new, maybe you haven't heard it, right? So let's recap. Uh, or maybe you're just chilling out, right? Uh, but usually, I, like, uh, I write these episodes on a two-week schedule. In a perfect world, it would be 10 days, but that really never worked out. Uh, because presumably, uh, other than with this Game of Thrones season and an experiment we did with uh, The Good Place, uh, a certain type of episode comes out every 10 days because it goes a Tuesday-style episode, a written episode, and then a TV recap episode. That's the normal rhythm of the show. Uh, we've strayed from that rhythm for the good place, but then I went back to the 10-day or every third episode with the good place. And then we definitely strayed from it for, for Game of Drones because uh, it's just like a, like a, it just had to stay on task because those episodes are longer. They're actually more popular. There's some people that just come in and listen to the Game of Thrones content and they're just very, like, enjoy, uh, even though it's a lot more challenging, uh, it's just uh, the show breathes in a certain way organically. It's like, uh, for ex- I don't know how I got off topic of the written episodes, but so just as an insight, like uh, for Game of Drones, so the episodes are on Sunday, and HBO, understandably so, doesn't give out any um, pre- previews, so... I would watch the episode at 6 p.m., then immediately watch it again, depending on... So usually from like 6 to midnight or 6 to 10 or 11 p.m., uh, I'd do two two or three like two or three total watches, taking notes of the Game of Drones episode, and then in the morning do a rewatch and research. Uh, or like, so that's... so. That's just why Game of Thrones drones ones are come out come out every week. Uh, so, what was my point? Oh, so this next series, I'm already working on it, uh, and ideally I'll record it next week, uh, which would be about two weeks from the last recording of Game of a, a like a, a written episode. This is more of a recap episode. Yeah, but I can't believe that uh, however many weeks went by, like probably four or five months since I started this series. And I guess part of the reason I'm surprised is uh, it goes, like it go both goes by extremely slowly and extremely fast. Uh, so it feels like it flew by. And I'm like, man, we've made 12 episodes. And that was kind of my goal. Like uh, I'm always testing like how many episodes... And sometimes the series will tell me, oh, I think we're only, I think we're good for 10 episodes. Uh, 
uh, sometimes the calendar will tell me because I'm like, okay, how much until the holidays are coming up? Because we have a holiday series. Uh, so it's like, okay, when is uh, Thanksgiving? So that's another thing that can dictate how many episodes are, or it just like uh, runs out of gas. I mean, the nice thing about running out of gas and doing 12 episodes is uh, you really get to see what happens after the car runs out of gas, uh, or you say, okay. So th- this season was definitely a lesson in, um, as it always is, of like, huh, what it were, of uh, working with the characters in the story, uh, working together as opposed to pushing them around, which is a lesson I learn every single time. And, uh, like, I couldn't even tell you right now. I mean, I have all the notebooks. Uh, we'll even talk about notebooks maybe uh, here because they say I don't even know what the 12 episodes were. I mean, I know the last few because, like, right now I'm, like, uh, I just mixed, like, episode 10 and I just recorded episode 12. And episode nine probably came out in the free feed. I think episode 10 probably is about to come out in the patron feed. Or maybe it just did. So that's like a little bit around that stuff. Let's see. So Antonio Banderas, this came up a lot on different uh, social network, whatever you call them, like places people ask me questions, right? And a lot of questions are, how did you get, what's Antonio Banderas doing on the show? And how did you get him? What's he really like? Uh, and just strangely enough, this morning, uh, I saw this super, uh, so, so he's working on a new project. So the, like, I don't want to spoil any of that, but, uh, it's uh, some super cute, uh, pictures of him, uh, with, uh, one of our favorite directors. But so how did he, when did he first come on the shows? I have no idea. I want to say it was Kip Bessos. Uh, and the only reason I say that is because I can hear him saying, so it might have been Get Besso season two. I can hear him saying hi ya. And even when these are sometimes my memory's like muddled, but in this case, I, I couldn't believe I said, What did, did you just do a hi ya type sound? Uh, so I don't know if any of that's true, though. I'm not my own historian, uh, but I would presume that it was like years ago. And how did he first appear? I mean, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, like, uh, I like this show. Is pastiche a right word? Is is that even a word? <laughs> but I do like the show to be an amalgamation. Mal- mal- is that an, is that a word uh, of like old school stuff and new school stuff and pushing the pushing out against those uh, sides of the balloon or whatever. And there's also this idea that. Uh, uh, there's so there's the intro of the show, then there's the intro of the series, which maybe I could talk about a little bit too. I don't know if I've flushed that out a lot, uh, but then there's this transition from me setting up the series to whoever, whomever is narrating the series or whoever, and whether that's a, like uh, whatever the narration situation or the dialogue situation is, and there's always a transition. And it's also like because. <laughs> It, because of the range within the vo- vocals of this podcast, over the years it's changed. Uh, but, but the range has kind of, uh, it, it, like, I don't know, It's uh, I want to give it a nice transition space, I guess is the main thing, to help you transition from me, Scoots, saying, hey, this is what our episodically modular series is about, uh, to the episode starting. 
And I guess you know, like we don't have like an introduction. We did. We used to have a long time ago, within the first year or two of the podcast, we had the theme music for the show. And then we had the theme music for the series. And people didn't like that uh, over time. Some people did, but not the majority of people. And then we tried transitional music uh, that was like a continuation of the original theme of the podcast that Posty did. And people didn't like that because they said, well, there's no mu- there was music and there's 15 minutes of no music. Uh, so it just threw, threw people off. Uh, so then I, I don't know if these are the corollary, though, but I, at some point I said, okay, it just needs something as a transition. This is me trying to explore what really happened. I, I don't know if, I don't think this was one plus one plus one equals three. Uh, but at some point, uh, like I got Anto- Antonio Banderas uh, into studio and I said, why not? Like, let's just see how this goes. Uh, and you might say, Scoots, how did that happen? And I'll say, I'll tell you a story. Once upon a time, there was a lovely actor named Antonio Banderas. Uh, possibly he was driving across the island of Alameda. And he was headed to work at uh, the old Alameda Naval Air Station. And he uh, was on a street that I lived on. And uh, he like had some vehicles. This is, again, could be fiction, but vehicle situation. You know, maybe it was a gas. Maybe it was a tire. Maybe it was just his gut said, huh, maybe the car, you know, maybe the car, maybe he has a synchronicity with his gut and his car. And the next thing you know, I look out the window and I see that, uh, that uh, I don't know what you call it, ponytail, uh, slicked back hair, uh, that like uh, kind eyes, uh, handsome face, I don't know, devastating jawline. Uh, and I said, uh, hey, like, uh, I don't know, first I just said, what's that dude, what's that dude, that, that dude's uh, walking down my driveway? Uh, and, uh, looking around, uh, like, uh, he needs some help. I better, uh, 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 like cover myself in my covers because I don't want to get involved. Uh, but then someone said to me, well, maybe he just needs like, uh, directions and, uh, you could send him on his way without having to have a conversation or anything. And then I said, uh, excuse me, can I help you? And next thing you know, any t- he opened with my friend. Uh, of course, Ray got involved. That's how it happened, really. But I did make initial bank Antonio contact. I said, hey, can I help you, sir? Uh, what's up? Uh, well, I've, uh, he told me a situation, asked for some wa- water. Then Ray showed up, and they made friends. Ray told him about the podcast, uh, I said, oh, I'm just about to record the podcast. Uh, oh, what's a, this? Believe it or not, this was back in the day. Oh, what's a podcast? And I explained it to him. And I said, why don't you pop in a studio? I could, I get a little role for you. And the rest is written in history. You know, his love of board games, his creaky elbows, his clicky like throat, his loud chewing, his inability to sit, sit completely still. He's, the way his knees and his ankles make a slight clicking noise at some points, his uh, ability to uh, not consistently win at board games against me, which pleases me, but he's like gives me enough competition. 
and conversation and make it fun. Uh, his generosity with time and the fact he's willing to drive here, uh, even though probably like, uh, even though he, I think he likes it, except for the 12 to 18 hours he spends in this vehicle, green, 100% green vehicle, of course. And so that's how kind of maybe how it happened. It uh, fits the style and the nature of the show, so it works. Uh, so, like, uh, can keep coming back. I'll, I'll buy uh, another board game if you don't like this one. I said, I'll invite, I also make jokes, like, with him. I say, I'm going to invent silent ice and uh, a noiseless glass, uh, a straw that you can, like, drink your drink through without that pinging sound, uh, they say, can you just close your nostrils when you drink? Maybe that's where that noise is coming from. We've done experiments. You should see it. Uh, I mean, that doesn't get on the podcast, but I see, okay, let me go get the recording equipment while you drink water. And they say, let's go in and see what a, like a scientist has to say about this and say it's perfectly normal. Those are the sounds of a, a devastatingly handsome man drinking water. And they say, what about the rest of us? And the doctor says, I'm kidding. That's what, like, a... Eighty percent. I said, "Well, it's too loud, Doc." Uh, and so, anyway, those are that's the story of how. Like, and then I guess the next question would be, well, "Why? Why wouldn't I have them on?" Right? Well, like, uh, I mean, it is a little bit embarrassing for me because I do come across a little brutish uh, uh, in how I, you know, take him for granted. But that's the playfulness of our relationship, really. I think it makes him. You know, when I am unappreciative, it lets him know I appreciate him and his time. Uh, but it's also just a, the mechanics of a sleep podcast. I see, I can't have you pinging. I see, okay, well, what about this? Like, can you just drink your water when I, like, uh, I'll whistle or clap my hands uh, when I'm taking a break. And then you can drink water. Just don't drink it any other time. Also, we learned quickly, like, okay, don't drink water. You know, towards the end of the recording, you can drink water because then it'll be done in case, you know, you have to naturally do things. And, again, a lot of people that don't record podcasts believe this is all, like, they say, it really amazing. And I say, yeah, for a sleep podcast, there can't be, my parents didn't believe it. Uh, and they've come to stay with me twice. And I said, uh, it's not, like, honestly, it's not easy to say, okay. Uh, the first time they stayed with me, uh, they said, okay, like, I don't know what we're going to do because I have to record. And what I, I guess, uh, just like Antonio, I guess I was like, uh, they're different and they're two people. I said, what if you just take a nap? Like, uh, don't, like, I, if someone told me at two o'clock to take a nap, I would say, sounds great. Or lie in bed and take a nap or read. Yeah, but much like children, they say, well, we're not tired, uh, or we don't feel like reading. We'll just, uh, and I say, okay, well, if my experience with Antonio has taught me everything, this is, so then they say, okay, well, uh, so really when you listen to the podcast, it's not, when I'm talking to Antonio, it's like goes for other guests as well. You say, okay, well, and they, but usually people give you this smiling look, like you're joking or you're being too, uh, retentive, uh. And he said, no, no, this is not a joke. It's a podcast about people sleep. I can't have a, a pinging or throat clearing or whatever that game is where you pop the bubbles, uh, like with the multicolored bubbles, like the sound effects for that. 
or people reading out like a crossword things that they say, uh, you know, whatever, like uh, like uh, the crossword hints, uh, those are no goes. Or pen, you know, penciling and then <laughs> oh, uh, that's not a vowel. I can't have that. I mean, I'm kidding mostly, but so. They, I, I don't know. I know. I don't know if I've over-explained. I've had the cha- opportunity to over-explain the, the whole Antonio Banderas thing. Yeah, but I, I mean, I guess for me, a lot of times it goes through. Does it fit the sensibility of the show? Does it serve a purpose? And does it add something? And is it beautiful? Like, uh, like uh, I think it's some generalized way. And I say, okay, that's a yes to all of those in that situation. Uh, so, I mean, I, I realize that it doesn't like, uh, again, the podcast is, uh, is just made by a human being. So you say, okay, well, I loathe Antonio, that part. I say, okay, that's why we work so hard to keep the variety in the show and to try to keep it free. So you also have things to choose from. Uh, so yeah, you know, you don't have to like Antonio being there, but I just like, uh, I don't actually get like of all the things like, uh, Almost everything in the show has, uh, you know, people with uh, thoughts about strong thoughts about it, even like particularly like everybody, but uh, regular listeners. And uh, Antonio's one is more inquisitive. I mean, I have got a couple strong thoughts about it. And what I do is I just mail them autographed picture of uh, of Koa. No, no, I'm kidding. I, I don't. I, I don't. I, I imagine I do. I was going to say Antonio, but uh, I mail I mailed them a self-addressed, a stamped envelope inside of a self-addressed, uh, uh, not a self-addressed. So I make a self-addressed stamped envelope for them, put it in, in an envelope addressed to the, you know, Banderas headshots, uh, P.O. box, you know, whatever, whatever. Okay, so it's a little bit about Antonio. Also, I don't get, I don't think I've gotten, maybe I've talked about this, maybe I haven't, like a... But one aspect of the show, of these series, is uh, as they become episodically modular and less and less serialized, uh, though some of them had a serial throughput, like, uh, well, that's impacted the creative side. But over the years, uh, I've really enjoyed the top heaviness of the recap for anybody that never listened to another episode before. And I don't know when that started, probably pretty early on. And just like Antonio, that serves a purpose of reducing anxiety because that's one thing I learned. And then as we got rid of the serialized stuff or kind of uh, it downplayed the seriality and upplayed the episodically modular aspect, which I'll explain that vocabulary just in case. Uh, but uh, as we did that, uh, I don't know, I say, oh, because that would cost me. They say, well, I can't just listen to episode four. And I say, okay, totally, I understand so that's how that came about. And then, yeah, me, my, these long-winded uh, five- or eight-minute recaps of the show, uh, where things stand, uh, I don't know, I do find that amusing because it's kind of ridiculous. It's all, It would be something you would only kind of do in a sleep podcast. So it's not like an inside joke. It's just kind of like wonderful ridiculousness. I don't know how else, to, like, that's when I'm making a show that it's like, Okay, this is ridiculous and necessary and awesome that I could uh, recap in almost a, like uh, every time we make an episode, recap uh, the entire first two seasons uh, again in, in, in a few minutes. 
and to set up the characters again and again. I don't know. It just seems like it also seems like something that someone that just doesn't the podcast doesn't work for. It would further clarify that. Uh, but usually they don't make it that far anyway. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So those are have become a big part of the show. I mean, for a while now, because they say, okay, if you're new, you want to know what the series is about, right? If you sleep through it, you like you, let's just say you're a regular listener, but you fall asleep during the intros, or you're a patron and you fall asleep during the intros. Uh, you you wouldn't know what the series is about. Uh, but then one night you can't, you know, it's just a little bit harder to sleep, and you're going to listen to the series. I want to make sure it's a safe place, right? That's I guess it's a part of building a safe place, or you know, it's a part of the again the sensibility of the podcast. It, if it's the style of the podcast and it's just goofy, you say, okay, I'm going to explain what big, then I have to explain what the big farm is. Uh, then you got to explain why Simon could come back to earth. Uh, so you have to explain what the conceit of the series is, uh, who Simon is, where's, okay. Then that takes a little while. Uh, then why can Simon go back to earth? Uh, and those things, like, and then who are G and DK, and all of that. And then you, some of it can be repetitive, and some of it can be new. And some of it, I say, did I forget to mention this? Uh, also, one thing that is interesting about making a sleep podcast, both maybe from the audience side and from the um, creator side, is continuity. Uh, like, we have... a. Uh, a vague familiarity with continuity, I'd say. Uh, oh, I was going to explain what, I'll, let me explain what all these words mean, just in case, like, you know, we've got plenty of time here, right? Okay, like, uh, settle in, let me tuck you in there. Okay, so, uh, oh, was, okay, so serial, episodic, and modular. So serial is like a story uh, told over a number of, in my word, this is just my words, over a number of episodes uh, that tells a story. And, and Sleep With Me, it's never been critical for you to listen to all the episodes in order, uh, but they're all sequentially related. And there's kind of an essential plot running through them. So Lady Witchbeard was pretty much a serial. Like, uh, you could listen to uh, the episodes in any order, but it, and the plot was very difficult to grasp anyway. Uh, in season one of Nuns in Space, both seasons of Get Bessos, uh, or if there was three seasons of Get Bessos, I can never remember. But uh, those were all serial. Like, so he said, episode one, episode two came after it, episode three. So uh, episodic, for the most part, means that each episode can stand alone. Big Farm in the Sky PI season one. Uh, was an example of that each case was uh, more or less unrelated to the overall uh, lives of our characters and could be listened to in any order. And modular, I don't even know if that's a, like a word with production of entertainment. I always think about it as modular classrooms and modular furniture. But it means, for me, it means the episodes you could kind of move them around or listen to them in any order, and you'd still have an understanding. So even if it was episodic and serial, you could still have a general understanding of the entire series listening to it in any particular order, which, again, is just a big part of a sleep podcast. Uh, 
versus any because i mean like literally i can see statistically like here's an interesting thing like uh, about the statistics of the show so Let's see. So, 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 so podcast statistics are kind of becoming more and more nuanced, but for the most part, they've stayed very much the same over the just the, some of the methodology and stuff has changed. And then we've got more, a little bit more granular info. But for the most part, podcast statistics follow like the number of downloads an episode gets. And you keep doing that because that's kind of how, also, that's kind of how the distribution is covered by bandwidth, like, but anyway, let's not get into it. So for the most part, almost all of our episodes, other than like the, over the years, the good place and game of drones, uh, get the same amount of downloads as episodes or, and Star Trek was the opposite. Uh, like it got to get the same number of downloads and I, I don't know, I'm not going to give out our download numbers, but let's just say, that episode had, we'll just use small numbers, like all our episodes were getting 10 downloads, so 10 people were listening. Uh, maybe one episode 11 people would listen, One maybe one episode 9 would listen. But almost all the episodes, no matter what, they fall in a pretty close range. Other than, and what I say when I say Good Place or Game of Thrones, those would get like, instead of 10, 11, 12, they would be getting like 14, 15, maybe Game of Thrones 16. Uh, but that's not a percentage. Maybe only, and then Star Trek was getting uh, like a significant percentage or less, not a ton less. And I still don't understand exactly what that was. Uh, it's just some sort of, uh, I mean, it doesn't mean I'm not going to do Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, but it just was weird that it was statistically undeniable. You see, oh, well, all those episodes are like 20% less uh and that's what I'd say. Yeah, those are 20% less. Good place to be 20% more, maybe 15% more. And Game of Thrones drones would be like 30, 35% more. I don't know if that's true right now. That's historically. Even though game, Good Place is in our recent history. Um, what was my point, though? Uh, oh, but also our show, uh, I don't know if this is exactly what Longtail is. But all of our episodes in the feed are being downloaded, right? And the newest episodes are getting the most downloads. And as the show grows, the newer episodes will get more downloads overall than the episodes preceding them. Yeah, but even in the middle of our back catalog and then the earliest episodes, usually the first uh, few episodes in the feed, like so the oldest ones would get a lot of downloads and then all of the newer ones. But even the middle ones in the feed still get thousands of downloads a month, I think. Actually, I don't think. I think the last time I looked at it was like, uh, so I just always keep that stuff in mind. I guess that was my point is that like people could be, people people are jumping around. Also, what's weird, and this was when the, so Apple started to give us more granular stance and how episodes are consumed. And this wasn't something, I think this has been available for maybe a year or 18 months, uh, and Apple keeps your information private, so this is totally detached from you as a person. It's just generalized info. But I can also see on every episode what percentage of the episode is consumed. And in Sleep With Me, what this means is, like, uh, how much of it is reconsumed. So I can look at my Apple statistics and, uh, like, see the average for an hour. And, and now, this is just an average, but... Uh, 
I think on average, an episode of Sleep With Me is con- consumed by uh, uh, an, av- an average listener on Apple Podcasts consumes 130% of a Sleep With Me episode on our current ones. Uh, and so what that means, if the hours, if, if uh, what is 130%? What's 30%? I know, uh, three. So if a show is 100 minutes long... Uh, is that right? Well, if it shows an hour long, they're consuming an hour plus 30%, uh, so an hour and 20, or an hour and 18 minutes. Uh, so the episodes are getting re-listened to. I can't necessarily really tell with great clarity what parts. I mean, I assume the intros and the stories are getting reconsumed. Now, here's what's even more interesting, is that during the time, uh, like, uh, there's like, uh, so the only, we don't really take any time off of shows, but we'll do uh, all intro episodes uh, for the big holidays here in the U.S. Uh, just because that way I can take like a week or two off over the year because I'll build up like uh, whatever that's the equivalent of like six episodes. I think I like we run six or five maybe. I guess we run five all intro episodes over the year or so about, um, but around those times, uh, you could see that the episodes in front of them and behind them, they get consumed even more. So it'll go up like, uh, if a regular was like 125% consumption, it'll bump up to like 140% consumption. And that's all regular listeners, uh, that are kind of the backbone of the show. And then if the show spikes in popularity or something, those numbers will go down, so for our average is like 125, 130. If all of a sudden we get an influx of new listeners, it'll drop down because some people are checking out the show and they're like, oh, I don't like this. Uh, uh, so that's it. And then it may be like a natural question. I think well, there's another company we have for statistics. And I, I don't know exactly. I think like over the top of my head, it's like uh, we're just about to cross it. Like So every month, this isn't like how many downloads we get or how many episode, uh, downloads we get per episode. Yeah, but this is like the number of people that listen to at least one episode a month uh, is I think like in the U.S. it's just around 500,000 people. And then in the overall, the whole globe, it's like another 250. So like around 750,000. Yeah, but out of 750,000, like uh, there's probably like a, a third of those are regular hardcore listeners and the other 66% are, like, very casual listeners. I mean, it'd be good to know in the future as uh, podcast statistics get more granular, especially for Sleep With Me, because it is, like, like it is like who are the... How many people are super users? And I would put that at, a, like, a, like, a significant number. Um, like, 50% of those regular listeners... Uh, are probably super users, meaning they listen to like every single episode every month, and or more, and even more than that. Uh, so it's just a little bit of statistics, uh, is because those all those statistics do inform. Oh, how do I make this show? Or what's not working? Like, uh, in the biggest things, the statistics revealed me it was like, okay, Star Trek and Next Generation. We can't, we'll like have to do it in like shorter chunks because uh, it's just not as appealing as everything else we do to the majority, like to a percentage of our listeners. 
but it does have like a deep like a deep fan base so we're not going to turn away from it totally either and then like episode titles like uh, the only other statistical anomaly will be if an episode title is this rarely happens because I'm pretty good at it and been doing it a while, but uh, it's archetypally off-putting uh, that will statistically underperform because people say, well, I don't want to listen to that with that title. It's not going to help me sleep. And the last time that happened, uh, where it was a, like an impact, it was a long time ago. It was, uh, I don't even know what series it was, but it was called, like it was named after... The name of it was, and I still don't know what I was thinking, The Most Dangerous Game was the name of the episode. I think I changed even the name of the episode eventually because it was like, what were you thinking? I think that was like an early Get Bessos episode maybe, but that one, like, it, it was like, holy cow, like, if you if I mess up a title, understandably, people aren't going to listen to it. And so that, again, goes into the... I don't think the episodically or modular thing was based on statistics. It was more based on feedback. But now looking back at the statistics and seeing how many people consume older episodes or reconsume episodes, it makes me think, oh, it's important to focus more on the episodic versus the serial. Uh, though there can be a serial a serialized component to it, uh, I don't know. So that's a little bit about that. Continuity, that was another thing that came up. Continuity means like uh, if something is true in the first episode of a, or the first season of a series, it's going to be true in the second. And that's not always the case for Sleep With Me. I try to be generally aware of all that, but uh, like I don't have the like luxury of time when I'm making the show because I'm working on episodes that come out in like six weeks or eight weeks or sometimes less than that. And between the pre-production uh, production and the post-production of the show, that's like, a, for me, like a, the equivalent of two full-time jobs or one and a half. And then the managing of the podcast is, I don't know, but, but so I don't cause I have like listening time. Before I before I make season two of The Big Farm in the Sky to listen to season one, it's just like because I'm always listening to episodes before they're coming out. Uh, so sometimes continuity it doesn't throw listeners off. I mean that's the good thing about making a sleep podcast, but it does throw me off because they say what is the rule with Simon and uh, uh, Big Farm and Earth. And actually, like, making it more, like, like as I close the season, I said, okay, let's lock in these rules a little bit better than, then, because I don't remember what the rules were when we started. And this is kind of an essential piece of storytelling. And actually, the looseness of the rule worked for this season, but it doesn't work overall. So, and then, okay, so then, let's see. So let's talk about... Uh, uh, the goal of this season or what I thought. So I came up with the title of this summer. I saw, I was going through some uh, cleaning out, helping my uh, siblings clean out their cabin, uh, my brother Dan's cabin and some old furniture. And I said, I said, okay, you want me to go through this old furniture before I put it out uh, to be donated? And he said, yeah. And I found this old fishing lure box. I don't even know if there's a fishing lure in it, but it was called the Phantom Minnow. 
and that spoke to me. I said, that is a brilliant name of a fishing lure. And that made me think of Simon. And I said, okay, there's the title of the big, because at that time I was probably like, what are we going to do next? Uh, like I kind of had plotted whatever, Nuns in Space, Holiday Series, what's next? I, maybe that's what it was this summer. I don't know. And I said, that sounds like a comic and a superhero kind of thing. And then as I sat down to start, and then I, then I came up with the concept, okay, like, uh, what if we have it happen on Earth uh, with G and DK? And then it kind of was like, okay, what if it happens in this retirement community uh, similar to the villages uh, called the towns? Like, that would be interesting. And, and it would be interesting to have G and DK solving cases, which would make sense, uh, and then I had, so I said, I had that concept and then I, okay, well, well the Simon, but Simon wants to do this Phantom Minnow thing. And there is always like, my brain is serialized. So even if the show isn't serialized, I do want like to make a season having some sort of throughput or threads uh, or arcs or acts, a season act uh, or acts or, you know, season journey. And see, you know, C O N F L I C T, and, and like desires drive and themes driving the season keeps the season going. So I said, okay, so we'll have G and D K uh, doing a PI business in Florida. That would get them through ten to twelve episodes without a doubt, and that would be a journey for them from when they start the business to when it ends. So that one was a little more uh, straightforward. And then I said, okay, Simon wants to be this Phantom Minnow. Then I then I said, well, it's an, what's the conflict? Uh, why would Simon, why, why are things going back to Earth? Why wouldn't Simon just keep living Simon's life, right? So then, and what does this Phantom Minnow have to do with it? And then I kind of came up with this idea that it eventually kind of played parts in episodes of uh, some other person that, uh, that had this business, a startup or whatever, uh, heavenly solutions, and Simon was like in the you know in the mailroom. I mean, I thought that was a nice starting point, and then why he would want to leave uh, the big farm to help G and DK, other than that he cares about them deeply. Uh, but the Phantom Minnow thing just never developed. I think just because I didn't have a clear reason for it and also it, it, like looking back on uh, how the season developed I, it became clear by the time i ended it uh okay this season's just not about it so this season's about g and dk and simon helping them and it just doesn't have enough uh room uh other than to touch back and forth on uh, uh simon and what he wants it's more about what uh you know what i mean i don't know like uh so I didn't want to shoehorn in this extra plot. Uh, and, and I did think it would be like could play a role in solving the cases. But then you get into the whole idea of uh, uh, realism or magical realism, deus ex machina, like when it comes to mysteries and that I didn't want to take any um, agency. I mean, it's hard enough giving the characters agency in a sleep podcast. Uh, I mean, I mean enough agency or whatever, but, uh, if that's the right word, but um, I just didn't want to steal any of that from G and DK. Like I wanted them to have their own business built with their own hands and their own minds. Uh, 
and not have Uncle Simon coming in as the Phantom Minnow and saving the day, like maybe having him as a part of the solutions. Uh, but G and DK are just so um, on top of it. They, they don't like, they can ask and a lot of times localize the help they need. Uh, and a lot of times they just need someone to listen to them as they are brainstorming, not this uh, active uh, problem solver. So, I don't know, that, that's like what happened with the Phantom Minnow. But then by the end of the season, I said, okay, wait a second. Uh, we'll see if there'll be, at some point, there probably will be a season three because we teased it at the end of the thing. It's like uh, Simon does need to be back in his world, I think. Uh, and, uh, like, he does need to be solving cases. That's his thing. He's not an Earth person anymore. Uh, realistically, G and DK have to go back to school. But also, just like me, the character Simon says, well, I'm not sure I want to give up on this idea of the Phantom Minnow totally, because it seemed to be a big thorn in Scoot's side. I said, great, thanks. Uh, right, like, uh, so we'll see if that'll come up when we do season three. That would probably be like uh, 18 to 24 to 36 months away, uh, even though we don't have anything else on the schedule. I mean, tentatively, I haven't even written up the, the release schedule yeah, but it was so we'd start, like, I'm starting to work on the next series. I don't know if it'll be 10, 9, 10, 12 episode series or maybe less, maybe more. I mean, I don't think it'll be more. Uh, just because 12 in one recap is like the max. Uh, now that we're on this two week uh, release schedule, it's just, uh, I want to keep the schedule, I like to keep the schedule balanced. Uh, so it's like we're doing. In a perfect world, we'd do two series a year and a holiday series. And depending on how the schedule falls, it'd be like a mini series or uh, something else, or just to take a couple of weeks of doing uh, random episodes. Uh, so that's what I actually have to do next is like work backwards from Thanksgiving to now and say, okay, where, like, how many episodes do we have space for? And then even that can change. Or even Big Farm, I thought, uh, we were going to do 12. Then I was writing episode 10. And I was like, this feels like episode 12. Or maybe that was episode 11. And I said, maybe it'll end here. Or maybe I'll write episode 12 and then write episode 11. Or maybe it was like, uh, I don't know, those 10, 11, and 12. Uh, but then the things clarified. I said, no, no, this is uh, definitely episode 10. Yeah, I think episode, I thought episode 10 was going to be episode 12, but that led to episode 11, and, and then it all fit. I said, okay, yeah, G and DK story is finished here, more or less, and then we'll finish up Simon's part of it. Uh, so, I, I mean, the main thing about this series is, uh, and I mean, I think this one's a little bit different than other series. Well, like Stan and Scooter were uh, love one another greatly. But they had a little bit more of a antagonistic like like relationship. Stan's not one hundred percent human, or like uh, you know their their relationship. Uh, you know they had a very. No, I guess not. They weren't antagonists, but inadvertent antagonists sometimes maybe. Uh, where G, D, K, and Simon, there's nothing like that. It. it I mean, it, it is like. A, I guess it's not idealized because the circumstances aren't ideal. And it, it, like you say, well, if it was idealized, you'd be here with us, you know. But uh, 
that it is like, and, and I mean, there is something, I mean, neither later in the episode, I could tell you like subtextually, like, uh, that just to me adds like an emotional juice to it. And as someone that like lives in like a world of layers anyway, you say, well, now like, uh, that you're detached from the world, uh, or that these two young women or that Simon, it, it, it's complicated. It's like, well, I have this close relationship with one of my relatives as a mentor, as someone I can talk to. They're not, you know, but they're not around. Or Simon has this, like, parental role or connection to them that's very fulfilling. Yeah, but it's, you know, there's a vast distance. and, and But in some sense, like... Uh, the vast distance that separates them or disconnects them also allows them to be connected. Uh, I mean, that sometimes happens. Like, you know, say, say sometimes when things aren't going good, we get along great, you know. Uh, I don't know. But but really it came down to, like, the foundation of the show is the characters, like, love and respect for one another. And not only that, like a trust and, and a willingness to grow and learn from all three, like all three of them, I feel like. Or that's just what I enjoy about them. And just to barely tease uh, next the next series, uh, that won't be the case with the next series. I mean, in a good way. Uh, it's like sometimes you can't have characters that get along. You can have characters that get along and love one another and respect one another. And uh, it's it, it just, uh, and sometimes you need characters that are a little bit more at odds or or more comical, I guess. Uh, uh, like, so, I don't, not necessarily comical, but the next series will be uh, two characters that aren't related uh, and that are in a, like, uh, that are for just friends. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully you enjoy that. I enjoy talking to you about this, and I'm glad uh, you listened or you lied there and rested. Uh, thanks so much for, for uh, coming along for the, the ride this season. I really appreciate it.